from the Financial Times. This is FT News and I'm Jyotsna Singh in Delhi. In a move that could compromise his country's military campaign in Afghanistan, US President Donald Trump has decided to suspend 2 billion dollars of annual military aid to Pakistan. The US says it is frustrated over Islamabad's inability to tackle Islamist militants in the Afghan border region. Pakistan has reacted angrily. For more on the story and its geopolitical implications, I'm joined by Farhan Bukhari in Islamabad and Kiran Stacey in Delhi. Farhan to you first. What has been the reaction in Pakistan? This is a country where uh, anti-US sentiment remains strong even in the best of times when relations appear to be on the positive side between the two governments but right now anti-americanism appears to be very widespread across Pakistan there've been reports of uh, small to mid-sized protests from different cities burning of US flags in Lahore the other day group of people got together and burnt an effigy of president Trump so the public mood seems to broadly favor a much tougher pakistani line towards the us and of course from the government the view is clearly a very straightforward one which is that pakistan will not extend any intelligence or military cooperation to the us until the 2 billion dollar package is somehow the other restored that is the very minimum that the pakistani government is looking for is it a big blow to the country 2 billion dollars in annual assistance to pakistan is of course a very large sum of money for this country but it's very hard to tell the exact impact and the reason is that the pakistanis have been telling the ft and other papers as well that they are simply going to jack up the transit fee for trucks going through pakistan into afghanistan carrying equipment for us forces and in that sense they're going to compensate for part of the loss so i think it's still a bit early to tell exactly how big the impact is going to be what is going to be the long term strategy for pakistan is it likely to turn to china for help and is china likely to oblige for the moment uh, the pakistanis are saying that they're going to simply rely more on friendly countries and the one friendly country more than any other is of course china in the past pakistan has established close military and economic ties with china china has made a commitment of investing more than 60 billion dollars on a new transit route through pakistan known as the china pakistan economic corridor and the chinese also are the largest suppliers of defense equipment to pakistani forces So the Chinese already have a very large foothold and I suspect this foothold is simply going to grow rapidly even if the US and Pakistan find a way to resolve their dispute and for the moment at least find a way to restore the suspended security assistance I think even then the mood in Islamabad is such that they'll be depending more on China to fulfill a range of Pakistani needs Thanks Farhan now Kiran Did Pakistan see this coming? Well, Islamabad will have known this was on the cards. Twice in the last couple of years, the US has withheld a big chunk of this military aid, saying that Pakistan had not done enough to tackle particularly the Haqqani network on the border with Afghanistan. It's been a long-running problem between the two allies, but I think the timing of it was a surprise. I think Islamabad thought that the issue had largely been dealt with, and then suddenly 
President Donald Trump's first tweet of the year, he starts tweeting about how Pakistan has not done enough to tackle terrorism once again. And I think at that point, people in Pakistan realized, okay, there's something coming. There's a reason that he's suddenly tweeting this out of the blue. And from what we know, the institutions in Washington, the State Department, the CIA, the National Security Council then had to scramble to try and keep up with President Trump's tweeting, as so often happens, and come up with a policy to justify what he'd said. What does it mean for the U.S. to lose an ally like Pakistan in that region? Can the U.S. afford to do that, given its ongoing operations in Afghanistan? Well, it could be very serious for the U.S. So already Pakistan has cut off some of its intelligence sharing operations, particularly human intelligence. So now when they quiz somebody on the ground in the border region close to Afghanistan, they say they're not going to pass that information back to the U.S. I suspect that will be temporary. I should think they need the U.S. help just as much as the U.S. needs them, certainly to keep the peace in Pakistan as a whole. Pakistan has become quite dependent on U.S. intelligence and U.S. drone attacks on militant bases. And I think the U.S. knows that. So while it is very dependent on Pakistan, particularly for the land route into Afghanistan, it also knows that Pakistan needs them. And I think when we talk to officials on both sides, off the record, they're stressing how this is a temporary measure. This can be talked through. We can see a solution through this. So I think both sides have a willingness to come back and get the relationship back on the path that it used to be. How does this fit into President Trump's policy in Asia? I think we're just now starting to see the beginnings of a Trump-Asia policy, or at least if it's not connected to Donald Trump, it's connected to his administration. And it's what they call the Indo-Pacific strategy. What's particularly noteworthy about calling it the Indo-Pacific strategy is the, it used to be called the Asia-Pacific strategy. By saying Indo now, that is indicating that India is becoming a more and more central part of the US strategy in Asia as a whole. And the reason that the White House and Washington in general is pushing the relationship with India is because it sees India as both a bullock against growing Chinese influence and power and military ambitions, especially in the South China Sea, and Pakistani power as well. And it sees India as a fellow democracy, which if it can assert itself on the Asian stage in general, could be a real force for good. The problem with this strategy is that India doesn't really have the resources to do it and doesn't really have the will to do it. So for example, the US talks a lot about India being more involved in Afghanistan. India was very quick to point out, well, we can do that, but only in terms of building parts of infrastructure. We can't be involved in security operations. And the reason for that is they don't want to trigger a an even stronger backlash from Pakistan. India feels that it has enough going on on its own borders without then committing troops to a conflict which it feels it has relatively little to do with and which could trigger a bigger response from its most hostile neighbour. So I think that the US strategy is very interesting as it is emerging, but it has significant flaws. And what people in Washington are likely to see now is that they are more reliant on Pakistan than perhaps they thought. Thanks, Kiran. Thanks for listening. This is Jyotsna Singh in Delhi saying goodbye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.